Top Shelf Fantasy. All right, how's it going, fam? Podcast 281. I need to change the title to this, but is it is the Championship Weekend Podcast. Probably not the final podcast of the um, season, but definitely of the fantasy season. Um, got We had games on Thursday. Well, games. One game Thursday. Um, then I don't think there's any money in that games this week, so... New Year's Eve will either be very fun for you or very sad and depressing. Of course, it's on New Year's Eve, so your mood is going to change drastically. And um, your significant others will pay the price. Yes, they will. And your kids. Carol is um, literally like, can we go out <laughs> for New Year's Eve? I was like, absolutely fucking no. not. I got like five guys playing Sunday yeah. night. Does this bar have Red Zone? Yes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Sweet. All right. All right. Uh, can we get the audio on? Because I'm not listening to Christmas music. <laughs> it's past Christmas, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Twitter, X, Instagram, Facebook, at Top Shelf FNTSY. It is the 29th. You'll hear this probably tomorrow on the 30th. Uh, trying to give you as much information for your final week. We have a lot of bad news for injuries, not too many good news stuff. And then. Some more news that's a lot of guys questionable for Sunday. So um, we're going to wait till probably before, right before we kick off to see if some of these guys are even active. But we'll get to that. And then we've got some start sit questions. We've got some people. Um, Dows has some. I have some myself. So just good to kind of get on here and talk about it because we've been staring at rosters all week, hours and hours. And no, we're not going to make the right call, but hopefully this <laughs> podcast kind of helps us. That's the best part of it all, right? It's like we will stare at the team, make all these decisions, figure out who's healthy, yada, yada, yada. And without fail, I will pick the wrong guy. And whoever's on my bench will score a billion points while my starter scores zero. Yeah, and you're like, gosh, I knew I should have done that. And yep. you, you take him in and out, in and out, in and out. Yep. And at 12.55, I guarantee you're going to make that last second move. And you're like, Don, what am I doing? Yep. Five minutes before game, I fucking ruined my own team. I knew it. Yep. Okay, well, let's get into some of the bad news. Uh, once again, Kenyon Allen is ruled out with a heel. Um, he'd probably play if they were in contention, but they're not. And the same teammate, Josh Palmer, with a concussion, is also ruled out. So they are scrapping right now with Quinton Johnston and who are the fuck else is there. Joe Lebert, yeah, I guess, gets a huge bump. If if any, but it, it's also Easton Stick there. Um, yes, Easton Stick center. playing playing Denver divisional matchup. Denver, I mean, has looked a little bit more beatable lately, but that has been a good defense uh, for the majority of the season. So very troubling to think about starting anybody on the Chargers roster at this point. Um, flip side, Cortland Sutton ruled out uh, with a concussion for the Denver side. Uh, just tough. To, uh, like if you had him to- down the stretch, you probably made a playoff push, and now you're just crying, crying yourself to sleep every day. Yeah, they play the Chargers too. That's a nice matchup. Yeah, if he w- if he plays, I mean, even with Russ Wilson, we'll get to him. Um, you know, not under center, I still would have started Cortland Sutton with confidence, but. I guess if you look at it that way, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. You don't have to worry about it, and you can just move on to greener pastures. Yep. 
Josh Jacobs with a thigh ruled out. So we're just naming some star players that helped you get to the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence shoulder ruled out. Not a huge surprise there, but um, I mean, that sucks for him. Sucks for, well, of course, it sucks for him. He's not under center. Patty for- rolled the uh, rolled the dice on him being healthy and did not start Joe Flacco yesterday in a, in a finals matchup. So that hurt. Ouch. I mean, I don't blame him. That's, that's tough. That's I think he's picking up ball. Sam Howell again. <laughs> Hopefully he plays. We'll get to that yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, Christian Watson with a hand, he's out or he's doubtful, but he's been out for a couple weeks anyway. So it's not a huge shock. Zach Moss rolled out again with a forearm. Not too much there with JT back. Jalen Waddle ruled out. This one hurts me. Um, and I'm sure if you own him in Dynasty, I mean he's a, a thousand yard receiver, so he's likely in your lineup sheet week. So that's a big loss. He also hurts if you're going against Tyreek Hill. You know, with yeah. now him being almost a solo target there. So, uh, scary implications with that injury all around. And just uh, two guys that hit IR today, Hollywood Brown and Ramon J. Stevenson, guys that haven't played in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I not think... shocking, but hope one of those things that you wish it happened a couple of weeks ago to be able to, you know, drop these guys for potential starters. In your yeah, lineup, I think it's but... like a more of an NFL maneuver to open up the roster spot, maybe add somebody to the active and protect them if you want to bring them back next year. Mm-hmm. But as far as fantasy goes, we would have loved to see this Hollywood news come out two weeks ago, so he didn't burn you as much as he did. Um, Ramondre Stevenson also ate a roster spot that, he, you know, unless you're in a keeper league, you certainly would have dropped him. Um, it's tough to see, but teams that are not competing are going to protect their stars, so makes sense. Yep, all right. Uh, not too many good news stories. Um, Dows, you can take the two. I- I'm sure that there's more, but these are the two that kind of uh, stuck out. Yeah, the two that might actually impact your fantasy roster on uh, Saturday, Sunday. Jaden Reed is expected to play this week. Um, he missed last week, which was unfortunate. He probably could have had a huge game, but he's back ready to rock and roll. And CJ Stroud, as well as Nico Collins, are both expected to play or are going to play. Uh, I think they play Sunday, come Sunday. So Stroud and Nico back on the field together. That's what you like to see. Um, one is not the same without the other. Nico has not been as effective with other quarterbacks under center. And CJ Stroud uh, likes having Nico on the field. He seems like a go-to target out there, especially since uh, Tank Dell went down. So great to see him back together. Probably huge for fantasy matchups in numerous leagues. I mean, if you had either of these guys, or even including Jaden Reed in that conversation, you probably had a push for playoffs. And, you know, you might have been riding these guys here. Yeah, and if you are nervous about, you know, first week back for Nico start him. I think he's could be a sneaky, like top three player. We could talk about him next week as a top talent. So these guys are healthy. You put them out there. If they're on your team, you held them for this moment anyway. So even though you're going to think about it every single second of every single day, <laughs> just toss yeah. them in there. If you can able to lock your lineup, do it. But they also play the Titans in uh, a divisional AFC South matchup. So I, I like I like how that might look. And the Titans really have nothing to nothing to play for at five yeah. and ten. And Houston um, does. So Texans have everything to play for at eight and seven. I mean, yep. if you see the Jags and Colts 
What's what? What? They all in the one o'clock window? Do we know? That could be huge. Don't know. I know Houston is, but Colts are one o'clock against the Raiders, so that should be a dub. And then the Jaguars. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, they play the Panthers at one o'clock. We could have three nine of seven teams in the AFC South. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. Or, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, so. it's one of those games like you see them on the sideline, like looking up at oh yeah the box score to the other team. So that should be fun. Um, some of the news, some players that are questionable, but we don't really know until tomorrow or Sunday. Isaiah Pacheco concussion, as well as Ceh with an illness. Both didn't practice the last two days. I know Pacheco was you know on the practice field today, but that's just him on the sideline. He's got a concussion, so he's got to pass a test. Ch illness probably be able to, to play, but um, definitely something to monitor if they're both yeah, out. And- and CEH looked good in relief of Pacheco last week uh, after he took that knee to his unhelmeted head. So it would be unfortunate to see him miss an opportunity to potentially, you know, cement a role for himself going, you know, down down the road or into the future. Because behind the two of them, I think it's just LaMichael P. Ryan. Um, the because McK- McKinnon Prince, went to IR, right? Yeah, yeah. They'll probably take uh, Prince off of the practice squad. If oh, that's the case, Prince. so yeah. okay. could, you, do you, could you imagine they're both out and P. Ryan is just the league? Like, I would pick him up and play him. The only Chiefs running back on the team, like, uh, sure, I'll take that. Yeah, it's, one, it's uh, risky, but they also have uh, Keontae Ingram, who they signed. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the practice squad just recently. And uh, you know what? Just one, avoid this shit then, yeah. if that's the case. <laughs> one guy I would keep an eye on too for some. Gadgety shit is uh, McCole Hardman, who's practicing full all week. If he's, he's back, yep, he's um, a full go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I would look at some some tricky stuff with him coming out of the backfield if they're short on running backs. You know, real legitimate running backs. So, um, could be very interesting. That being said, the Chiefs' offense has sputtered lately, so it's not the lock that it once was, where you just start all your Chiefs and good things happen. Uh, even yeah, even Kelsey has been, yeah. you know, he's still a startable, he's still a top tight end, but he's just been not the Kelsey we've been accustomed to. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, you take the next one. Yeah, Alvin Kamara popped up with an illness, I think today or maybe yesterday. Uh, he's questionable. I, it seemed like the, the report I read, it seemed like he was more, closer to doubtful, but I just can't picture a world where he doesn't play. Um, I mean, maybe you have a different take on that than I do, but I would expect to see Alvin Kamara take the field. Yeah, it's, it's the same with CEH. Like, it's an illness. I, I've seen this a lot this season. An illness pop up on a Friday. And yeah. then, yeah, I mean, Hin in, God, if he misses game, that would be, that would be bad because, I mean, he's been a huge player since he's been back since week four or week five. So I expect him to play. But again, we don't really know until tomorrow or and this game is Sunday. similar, similarly huge for the Saints. They're sitting at seven and eight alongside the Falcons, also seven and eight, chasing the Buccaneers at eight and seven. So Kamara out there gives you a better chance to win. Um, you, you know, you'd like to see him out able to help his team win the game and, and maybe take down the Bucks or you know, at least pull even with the Bucks. So, yeah, uh, again, I expect him to play. They've got a treatment in the NFL to get these guys ready. You know, they'll they'll get hopped up on whatever they need to and they'll play. Yep, just toss an IV in you. You're fine. Uh, Mason Rudolph will start again. He looked fine last week. I didn't know it just took the third string quarterback to make 
George Pickens good again, but um, he's able to get some deep balls down to him, and it's pretty much only him. There was no like Deontay didn't do much, so he's yeah. playing, and we'll get to start sits too, um, with Deontay Johnson as well. But Rudolph under center once again, and I know Pickett's still questionable, but I think they said no matter what, it's Mason. Yeah, I mean, you put a full week of practice in with an install for for Mason. I'd probably just roll with them anyways, even if if Pickett's fifty fifty. Why bother changing yep. it up? The, uh, but yeah, I mean, they kept Pickett happy last week with Rudolph, so he was he was able to shut up a lot of people that were chirping him for his lack of effort, and he went out and had a great game. The problem is, like you said, just him. He's the only one who had a great game. It wasn't Deontay Pat Fryermuth was useless. I expected a big week. I you know I'm the big proponent of backup or a third, uh, third string quarterback comes in, expect a tight end for a big game. Nope. Wrong. Complete opposite. Complete opposite. Um, it's working with Flacco and Njoku, though. <laughs> yeah. It... Oh, God, he looks so good on Thursday. Oh, it's unreal. Too bad he couldn't get that touchdown for you guys, but great for me. I know. Well, I got like 180 yards, but yeah, but no touchdown. <laughs> He he got him down there twice. <laughs> oh, huge games. I'm sitting there like fuck, 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 fuck. And then <laughs> his guess, either guy, I think he stumbled one time and he got brought down the other. And then he fumbled on one of them. I was like, this yep. is awesome. This is great. Still yeah, great. 13, 13 points keeps me in uh in contention in my in my yep. fantasy league. So uh moving on. Jamar Chase, he is officially questionable. Uh he's at the four o'clock window. So that one sucks. That hurts. Um we'll get we'll talk about that a little bit more down the down the stretch here, I think. Um but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if he plays. I think he's one that you have to monitor all day tomorrow and hope for a more definitive update, but you know, they obviously don't have to give one. Um, Will Levis is set to start on Sunday yep. in place of Ryan Tannehill. He's so he's finally healthy. Tannehill didn't look good last week either. So he didn't do himself any favors. I don't think he really had a shot at stealing his job back, but uh, now it's official. Will Levis five and a 10 team going to take on the Texans. Didn't they just yeah. play like two weeks ago? Did they? I don't know. Yeah, remember because uh, the Texans wore their or their Houston Oilers throwbacks. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's bad when Tannehill's a starter and like, all right, we got to have an and a passing play with Derrick Henry. It's the only yeah. way we're getting into the end zone. Derrick Henry is just the better passing quarterback <laughs> from the 10 on. Like, it just, I don't get it, but he just. Yeah. Tannehill fell it. off a cliff like uh, late last or midway through last season, and it just it came quick and hit hard. Yep. Uh, uh, Jacoby, you got it. Go ahead. Oh, okay, Jacoby Brissett <laughs> uh, was named the starter over Sam Howell, then hurt his hamstring and is now listed as questionable, making Sam Howell potentially the starter again. So just a real classic uh, Redskins commanders Washington football team type of move here. So really, really well thought out. Yeah, and it's a late week hammy. That's never good. No, he's, um, he's not recovering from Sunday. It's it's yeah likely not going to heal. I would be putting my eggs in the Sam Howell basket personally. Yeah, which is not a good basket to put your eggs in. No, nailed no, it. <laughs> uh, Jaron Hull is starting over Nick Mullins. I didn't think Nick Mullins looked terrible. I know like some of the throws were just, were just horrible mistakes, especially in the red zone. Like he gets away with a lot of throws that should be picks and he's got oh, I'll get it next time. And it's like, Oh, that's <laughs> not be next time. Apparently not, but you've been I mean, saying next time for 12 years. <laughs> yeah. They're still in contention too. And it's insane how many quarterbacks they've gone through since cousins 
been down. It's been Hall, then it's been Dobbs looked great for two and a half games, fell off. Nick Mullins looked decent, got benched. Now it's Hall again. As a Jefferson, as a Jefferson owner, um, I would think it's a downgrade. Who knows though? Um, I think Nick Mullins looked okay with Jefferson there. Um, I don't know. What What do you think? I'm concerned about a Jaron Hall start. I would prefer Nick Mullins if I was a Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison uh, owner. I, I think he gives you a better opportunity to produce fantasy points. I'm not so concerned about them winning football games, though. Um, obviously, the NFL cares more about winning football games, and I think maybe Jaron Hall gives you a little bit more uh, than than Nick um, than Nick Mullins does, at least with the legs and whatnot. And maybe they installed a certain game plan for Josh Dobbs once they added him. That um, it could have something to do with that. I'm not entirely sure. Um, one person we didn't mention is T.J. Hawkinson is on IR. Yeah, that's. Um, that's I, I was going through the list there of people that I would worry about impacting, and. T.J. Hawkinson is a late-season ACL and MCL um, tear. Yeah, so... Um, he's he likely not ready for week one. So in Dynasty, yeah, if you do have a spot to stash Josh Oliver, I've done it in a few leagues, do it. Um, I mean, athletic tight end that's looked okay with Hawkinson being out a couple times this year and just when he's playing too, Oliver seems to have some kind of nose for the end zone. So um, pick him up. Yeah. Oliver and uh, Johnny Munt got Munt. A, a weird amount of, of play last yeah. week, but I think that's more of like a in-game injury type of adjustment. Yep. Like the oh, game Johnny stri- Munt can block really well, go out there and block. Exactly. The game strip <laughs> changes right away. And I mean, Jordan Anson got banged up last week too. I forgot to put him on the, uh, injury list but he's questionable as well yeah i mean it's definitely a tough uh tough sledding for the vikings who are again on the bubble for a wild card spot um yeah and jordan addison's officially questionable with that ankle so it could be that jaron hall is out there throwing to kj osborne and a skeleton crew of of backup wide receivers i don't know if they still have bc johnson over there who else is there it's uh, depth guys but nailer is that the guy oh jalen nailer I don't even know. Something, yeah, something like that. There anymore, but yeah, it could be bad. Um, something shocking. Russell Wilson was benched this week. Jared Siddham uh, did what he did to Derek Carr last year. Is he going to do it to Russell Wilson this year? As much as Russ Wilson hasn't really looked great since being in Denver, his stats and stuff really aren't, aren't that bad. Bad couple weeks. The last couple weeks, like he's. They lost to the Pats, I, I believe, right? Yeah. So that's a bad loss there. But, I mean, Stidham's not going to go out there and be better than Russ. Like, he could be in a spot start. Like, we we see backups go out there one week and fall out. I mean, we talked about Josh. I was before this. So, um, I know there's a whole thing with the contract. You know, they want to protect him from getting hurt because of the guarantee money and all that shit so it's just a freaking head case yeah it's so it was like an additional 37 million or something if he couldn't pass a physical by like march yeah which is such a i thought i read it wrong like so many times like wait why would that even be in the contract to start right it it doesn't make a lot of 
sense um, to give him more money. I think he almost like he was looking at it like is if Russ Wilson picks up an ACL injury and doesn't help us win any games this season and maybe even decides to retire, he wanted to protect himself and get some extra money on, on the way out the door. Great. Yeah. But he wants to play football and help his team win games. And they're actively saying, no, don't do that because we don't want to pay you. That seems to be, I think Tom said it in our group chat, like the NFLPA might need to take a look at this and like, yeah, cause they wanted him to redo his contract and take that injury clause out of it, which I don't blame them, but like why even get given that in the first yeah, place? Like, don't put it in there. If you're never going to pay it, their mindset last year could, really could have been like toss in there. It doesn't matter. We're, we're going to win one ring in the next two years. Yeah. They really thought, I mean, I think we all kind of thought there was a chance too, but now yep. it's, it's just taking such a turn for the worst. And like, you can't do it. Like I don't blame them for going back to renegotiate, but again, that being in there in the first place was sh- so dumb. Yeah, whoever wrote that in is probably getting fired. And then, I mean, it's just, it's it's really negotiating in bad faith, right? It's saying you have a signed contract that we're supposed to pay you X amount of dollars. If you don't renegotiate said contract, we will find a way to finagle you out of that money by not playing you. Mm. Like, that's just not how the world's supposed to work. Like, it's not how contracts are supposed to work. Um you know, Russ Wilson could maybe sue for non-performance or something like that, or you know, some sort of uh, violation. But like, it, I don't know. This relationship is going to be fractured quickly and effectively. And I mean, if I'm Russ Wilson, I'm probably throwing myself down the stairs as soon as I get home. I'm <laughs> just going. Yeah, yeah but it happened during the game. <laughs> yeah, but at, at, at this point, it's like if that does happen, yeah, it's 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 off the field thing. But yeah, they're likely to cut him in March. He says he wants to stay. He seems like a reasonable guy, too. Uh, yeah. So it's like it, it's kind of weird to see Russell Wilson get benched, but I don't know. There are a lot of teams, I think, that will still sign up to be part of the Russell Wilson, uh, you know, storyline. Like they will happy, happily bring him in. There are teams that sure. are hurting for a quarterback. You know, I wouldn't say Tampa right now, but if Tampa and Baker can't extend, Russ Wilson fits great in Tampa. Like, they, like yeah. slot him right in. And I'd be happy as the Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rashad White owners to see that happen too. So um, there are, I could keep, I could go all around the NFL probably with teams that could use yeah, a guy like, like Russ Wilson. Even if you're, even if you're in the camp of Russ Wilson is washed, he's better than guys starting games right now. Right. Like put him on a team like the commanders or the Pats, like, Yep. He's he's your bridge guy, and he knows that. But he's got that bridge for two and a half years. Yeah, and you bring him. You know, you draft a quarterback in the second round each year, and you know, hopefully that's the guy. And I think he's a kind of guy that would definitely mentor a younger quarterback. Like he's getting older, so he's not like going to go to the next team and be like, "All right, this is a longevity thing." He's probably at a point now where he's like, "Wherever I go." I'm not the future. And I think yeah. that's, a, that's going to be fun. I mean, he's made plenty of money. He's got a ring, like not much more you can do now. Yeah. seems like a bright guy. seems like a nice dude that would probably help. But then again, you hear those stories that came out of the Seattle locker room where his like teammates had to like text his manager to get in contact with him. True. Yeah. Like maybe he's a little unhinged, but again, he's maybe grown up, maybe matured. Maybe he understands where he is in his career. And I mean, 
you could do a lot worse than Russell Wilson, even if you're a, a rookie quarterback sitting in a room and just learning from him. Again, yeah. people thought Aaron Rodgers was a diva, and you look at how much Zach Wilson appreciates the relationship between the two now. So, yeah, it all you works see out. Jordan Love playing kind of like him in yeah. some ways. Yep. So, as much as he's a dick, it's like yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to lose a job ever in, until they <laughs> get rid of me. So, right. I think you kind of just see these guys that really it really is that like NFL brotherhood when you're on the same team, at least, Mm -hmm. and they all look out for each other. You know, they're all going to work and just trying to be as good as you can be. So helping out your you help out your coworkers the same way you help out your teammates or you can be like Tannehill and say publicly (laughs) when they drafted Malik in the freaking third. Yeah, I'm not going to mentor him like, oh, well, he's a third round pick and we're not saying to mentor him but fuck you man like you're yeah. not you're not tom brady yeah i'm not gonna you weren't even bigger please go ahead and don't teach him anything yeah. you fucking suck yeah. you weren't even baker mayfield like you're you're yeah. the bottom 10 quarterback your job yeah, you, on the line like you had two good seasons <laughs> like ever like unless you can run a 4-4 we don't need you to mentor him on anything but thanks yep all right we'll get into the top talents we'll go through that and the bottom feeding pieces of shit um before the start sits Top quarterbacks, Joe Flacco, unreal, 26.8 points. And then Derek Carr and Josh Allen tied for 26 points. Not crazy numbers for quarterbacks, um, but there's a lot of 20-point guys out there last week. I think we've definitely started to see a step back in the quarterback scoring um, across this entire year. Mm -hmm. Like Some of these top weeks have been consistently high 20s. We used to see 30s and 40s like every single week. And I don't know if that's a league-wide figuring out of the quarterbacks or, or maybe just a down year. Who knows? But it's interesting. It's definitely a, a trend I'd like to take a look at more. more yeah, and um, Jalen Hurts, I think, scored twice on the ground and wasn't even top three. Right. So exactly. which is kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, yeah, usually two rushing touchdowns by a quarterback will put you right up there. Um, moving on, running backs. We have Brees Hall who we expected to see up here probably a few more times this year than we actually have at 37.1 points. He did it all through the ground or on the ground, through the air, the whole, the whole shebang. Um, and he did it again on Thursday this week. He could be up there again. Uh, CMC. He's just been a mainstay in this category. I don't want to harp too hard on him, but he's been killing it. And then Jameer Gibbs has been, you know, in and out of this list a few times this year, him and Monty have seemingly coexisted very well. Uh, he actually got the better of Montgomery this week. Um, I think that could really just be any given week that could happen. But Gibbs has, I don't want to say proven me wrong, but proven me wrong. It uh, looks like he can coexist and both him and Montgomery can have very successful careers together on the same team. Yeah, I mean, we didn't think it would work after the first three weeks, but they're winning and it's through Gibbs, it's through Monty, it's through St. Brown. So no point to change it. Laporta yeah, too. So that, guy, that, oh, that, yeah. that team is fun. Um, wide receivers, Amari Cooper. We know he completely balled out w- with Flacco, 46 points. George Pickens with a 33.5 points on your bench. I doubt you started him in playoffs. I doubt you were a playoff team with him. If you did, you shouldn't have been there in the first place. And then Puka, <laughs> 28.5 points. Um, he's been up and down the last couple of weeks, but he picked the right week to kind of blow up. Yeah, I'm rooting for a big down week this week as I go against Dablin. But uh, you're hey, right, Puka's we, absolutely killed it. He's going to... I won the bet. Oh, because we went through weeks... Oh, well, he could post a zero this week. He can post a zero, but I don't... I think even at that point, I was just doing 
the math. I'm, uh, but again, it was they're perfect. playing the Giants. He's going to put up two hundred. <laughs> yeah, he's going to kill it. Um, but it ended up being a pretty good bet throughout the uh, throughout the. It season. was close. Yeah, like up yeah. and down. I mean, a couple weeks ago he was flirting on the outside. Then he had a couple. He was like twenty seven, then twenty one, yeah. twenty two. I'm like, yep. Uh, <laughs> he's right there. But hey, that's that's why we do these bets, man. If they were easy, we wouldn't be uh, wagering anything on them, right? Yep. Well, we might. We're kind of sub fucking. Oh, idiots. yeah, we still would. We we bet every fucking weekend. <laughs> we fucking hemorrhage money. Um, and to round it out with the tight ends, George Kittle puts up a big game, sixteen point one points. Uh, Chigozi Mokonkwu, fifteen point three, and David Njoku who has been killing it at thirteen point four. You sure that's not this week from David Njoku? Nope, that was last week. I think he got the exact same. <laughs> Just the picture of fucking consistency. Wow, you're right. Thirteen point four last week, fourteen point four this week. Yeah. So how dare I question a go? Twenty one twenty four before that. So what a league winner right there. Yeah, he's been absolutely electric. And for a guy who nearly burnt his face off, uh, you know, also seems like a legit nice guy. Do you see that video on Barcelona of him uh With signing something for a little kid and then yeah. pumping him up? We're going to the playoffs. Like yeah. yeah. I Extre- mean extremely likable dude. It's a guy that we know the talent is always been there just never could find the right quarterback right role and Flacco comes in and he's what we thought he'd be yeah so great great thing to see uh bottom feeding pieces of shit god if you started Sam Howell point two points before getting benched for Brissett I guess you'll take the positive um I'm hoping you didn't start him I know he was leading the league in passing yards for a while the last five weeks has been abysmal and Brock Purdy, 6.4. You definitely started him. Just a horrific game. Four, four picks. Got banged up slash just taken out of the game at the end against the Ravens. Um, so that was hard pill to swallow. Yeah, I mean, dude, he got hurt. Sam Darnold came in, engineers the scoring drive. And then you see... Brock Purdy on the sideline pleading with Harbaugh to go back in. And Har- yep. Harbaugh's like, not Harbaugh, um, Shanahan to go back yep. in. And Shanahan's like, no, we're going to roll with Arnold. Yeah, whether I mean, that's, you know, protecting the young quarterback, sure. What it is, is not something you do to an MVP candidate. <laughs> right. Well, at that point, going into the game, he was favored by a decent amount um, over L- Lamar. So that was a big game for both of them. And Lamar just was saying, you know, yeah, this is my award. Get get get, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Hundred percent. Um, all right, the running backs: Alexander Madison, who you also should not be starting at this point, minus point one points, and Devonta Sean or Achan, three point six points. You probably did start Achan, yeah. and he has been doing he, great since he's been from back. those couple huge bursts of points in the first couple weeks, the first few weeks of the season. Really hasn't been the same guy. And I think you've seen the Miami offense not take a step back, but I think you've seen teams figure them out. You know, they put a lot on tape. The motion stuff threw a lot of people off early on. Nobody could figure it out. And then, as always, in the NFL, people catch on. Um, they've also played a lot stiffer competition. So it's something to keep an eye on as they head towards playoffs. But as far as your fantasy playoffs, I think anybody on this list you're going to find hard to start next week and, and put a lot of faith in them. Yeah, and with... Waddle out, maybe he gets a bump, but it's just too too risky. This one is very hard. Bottom feeding piece of shit, wide receiver. Devontae Adams, 0.9 points. O'Connell, does his name Aiden yet? 
uh, Aiden O'Connell didn't complete a pass after the first quarter, I believe. I think it was like the clock was like hit, hit two like hours. Two hours that a completed pass. I mean, they beat the Chiefs great. That defense is, is playing unreal lately, but a guy that I don't know if you can bench. You saw what you did. I mean, he did good the week before with O'Connell, and it's not the, the KC defense is good, but they're not like top tier. Like, they should. McDuffie shouldn't shut Adams down by any means. Right. And like, this is by far, well, I shouldn't say by far, but it's easily his worst game of the year. So you're like, oh, I'll probably have a bounce back. He plays Indy next week or this week, I should say. And it's, it's almost impossible to, to bench Devontae Adams, especially based on where you likely drafted him. And you've probably started him all year. You've made your championship. I think you have to roll with him. Um, I mean, if you made it with him hard. on your roster, good for you. Cause that's a, I mean, yeah. In one league, I needed 20 points from him and AJ Brown. You think that's a shoe in? Yeah. <laughs> Did make playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but week 15, eight catches, 101 and a, t- a touchdown. Like, and then you go f- to, from that to one to four. Yeah. And, I mean, he also saw nearly his season low in targets, um, only one game under that all year. And that was against Green Bay back in week five. So it's like, is it an O'Connell thing? Is it an Adams thing? Is it uh, an Antonio Pierce thing? Is it a new head coach type of directive? Is it different play calling? Whatever they did last week clearly worked. They beat a Chiefs team who they haven't beaten in, in so long. Um, so it, it's unsettling to see. Adams play that poorly and then the team have success and then expect them to do something different. Yeah, it's it's scary. But like you said, it's based on the it's based on the uh the defense of the Raiders right now. It's has almost nothing to do with the offense. But no Josh Jacobs, maybe they have to lean on him a little bit more. But I mean, did, no Josh Jacobs last week and Zamir White killed it. Yeah. Um again, a guy I'm not benching at all, but if you had him, you likely didn't make the f- finals anyways yeah so. i had him in red dogs i didn't make the playoffs so. yeah <laughs> oh, well that's a little different you take the tight ends and the tight ends to finish it off pat fryer moved zero points i don't even think he had a target um he got absolutely goose egged and the steelers team went off mason rudolph threw about a billion yards to george pickens 115 touchdowns didn't even look <laughs> at pat fryer with one time so that's concerning as you head into your playoff week i have pat fryer as a tight end i might pick up josh oliver and play him instead um, it's a dynasty league. There's not a lot of tight ends out there. Maybe Austin Hooper. I don't know. Uh, the other guy who sucked at Dalton Kincaid, 1.2 points. Um, every single time he plays poorly, I start to think, okay, it's just going to go back to Dawson Knox. But he, they still keep trying him out there. He's still getting huge snap totals. So I think if you have Dalton Kincaid and you've been rolling with him in your lineup, good for you. That takes balls. Uh, I think you probably keep doing it and just hope for a big game. They are playing New England this week, I believe. Yeah. So could be due for a an explosion, but the the Patriots defense has been decent, so I wouldn't uh, wouldn't bet on it. I guess. Yeah, I mean it's been bad for him. I mean, one point two last week, zero. Maybe yep. for that four point six. I mean, Dows, you said it the week that Knox came back. Like Knox isn't a good tight end, but he will eat into production yeah. Um, with Kincaid and holy shit, you nailed it. Like I'm not starting him in any league. There's like, I, th- I think I saw a stat where without Knox, he's like tied in five overall with Knox tied in 33. Yeah. And they that's a the guy you can't even take they, each other's value. 
they wash. So at that point, yep. you got a sit Kincaid. All right. Yeah, so that's a good point. Let's get into some start sit questions, some stuff that we have in our leagues. A few people that texted us tossed some theirs in here. So let's start with the first one. Um, Sam Laporta as a flex. Do you play him over anyone? Not anyone. Jalen Warren, Zamir White, or Devin Singletary? I would play him over Jalen Warren and Singletary for sure. Zamir White, really? Yeah, I I know Singy's been great, but he plays the Titans, who've been good against the run all year. Um, Tough divisional matchup. I do expect Houston to pull away with the win. I think it's going to be through the air, and with C.J. Stroud coming back off injury, I think the the receivers are the way to go in that game. Singletary, not as much. I think he, I think he probably still gets you eight to twelve, um, and I think you'll be happy with that. But I think if you're looking for the guy who's going to give you the most points on this list, it's either Zamir White playing against Indy after the run game he just put together last week, or Sam Laporta. He plays Dallas, which is a tough matchup, but. Primetime, we've seen what Sam Laporte has done in primetime all year, and we've seen uh, Dallas get gashed lately um, by a lot of different positions for that matter, but specifically the tight ends. So I would be happy to start Sam Laporta against what people are still considering a very tough Dallas Cowboy defense. Um, I think a lot of people go, oh, well, Monica Parsons, he, you know, he could end up cover uh, covering Sam Laporta. Mm-hmm. No, he's on the line almost every single snap at this yeah. point. So like, maybe. Maybe a few plays, but there's yeah, no way that there. the Lions are going to have a game plan that he's going to line up with him every single time. Right. Like, no so way. I would and, go and, Laporta over all those guys, I think. If I gun to okay. my head. Definitely not Jalen Warren. Definitely not? Oh, not is, yeah. So wait, you'd start Laporta over him? Yeah, I would start Laporta over. Yeah, okay. oh, definitely over Warren. Definitely over Singletary. And then Zamir White and Laporta to me are a toss-up. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and I think if I had to rank them, it's Warren at the bottom, then Singi, then Zamir, then Laporta. I think it's how they end the week on scoring. Yeah, so I definitely out of all these guys, it's Zamir White for me. Yeah. It's it's the volume, it's it's the touchdowns he can get. We all love Jalen Warren too, but Najee's been fine on the goal line getting those touchdowns, anyways. Even though he he kind of sucks, but um, <laughs> that's his role. Yeah, that that's a tough one, but um, I think anyone Zamir White for the volume, he's getting twenty t- t- touches a game, so you can't you you just can't beat that. I, I agree. Yeah. All right. Next one. Pick one. Stephon Diggs, Drake London, Rahid Shahid. On paper, Not it's Drake London. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So, so let's remove London from that. I couldn't agree more. Um, he could go off for a shitload, but more likely than not, on paper, it's like, of course, Diggs over Shahid, but Diggs has been killing you the last uh, six weeks. Yeah, and <clears throat> Shahid and New Orleans have a good matchup with a Tampa Bay defense who has mm-hmm. been bad. Um, I think I'm still going Diggs. I think it's one of those. Don't overthink it. Start your studs. Ride your players. Even though Diggs has been bad and killed you the last couple of weeks, he's still giving you, you know, four, four and a half, well, four and a half, six and a half, five and a half points. Like 
it sucks. It's not 20 that you expect out of Diggs, but you can skate by on five, just depending on what your other teammates do, obviously. But there's a good chance Shahid gives you 15. There's a good chance Shahid gives you zero. I'd yeah. rather play that safe five point floor with Diggs and then expect probably a decent game out of him, a bounce back game in, uh, sorry, against New England at home. Of course, the Bills are at home. Mm-hmm. So I think there's nobody on the Patriots roster currently that can cover Stephon Diggs. Now, is Bill Belichick going to give safety help the entire game, kind of bracket coverage and make it hard to get Diggs the ball? Yeah. But can Diggs run a slant route at any point and take it to the house against Miles Bryant? He, yeah, yep. definitely. So I think he, I think you just got to roll Diggs. Um, over the course of the year, he's been fine. Last time he played New England, 14.8 points. He had 12 targets, six catches, a touchdown. If he has a stat line, anything close to that, you're sitting pretty. So I, I, I just – I think I say it every single year, and I don't take my own advice nearly enough, but you guys should all take it. Play your studs. Play the guys who got you there. Don't get cute. End of day, safer floor, way higher ceiling. Yep. Digs. Yep. You can you can sleep at night if you lose your game and you started Diggs and Rashid Shahid goes off on your bench. If you start Rashid Shahid, he scores zero and Diggs scores 30 on your bench, you will kill yourself. All right, Diggs it is. You want to take the next one? This is a yes. tough one. <clears throat> Jamar Chase plays at four o'clock on Sunday. If he's a game time decision, what do you do? So, scenario, just say that Tyler Boyd is not out there. Because yeah, I, I'm, I'm I, assuming I, I'm sure he's picked he up, pick up by now, anyways. So yeah, or if you can, I don't know, like go to Shahid or Judy. But um, do you do you play Chase if he's a game time decision? And our buddy Kyle had a couple of guys out there like Chuba Hubbard, um, which is another question too, but he's got like guys like Hubbard. I think he has maybe James Conner as well. I forgot the question, but if he's a game time decision and that won't come out till three o'clock or three 30, do you play a guy like Chuba Hubbard over him? Yeah, I would play Chuba Hubbard over Jamar chase this week. Um, you know, Chuba has the matchup with the Jaguars, who have been beatable lately. Uh, they, they've they given up some points to opposing running backs. Chuba Hubbard is capable of punching in a touchdown. Um, you know, he, he's been getting the lion's share of the of the touches out of the running or out of the backfield between him and Miles Sanders. All that notwithstanding, your four o'clock window starts at 405 with the Steelers versus the Seahawks. There is nobody on that team that you're going to be able to pick up that's going to um, replace Jamar Chase. Then you have Bengals Chiefs at 425. Nobody available on either team. Maybe Mikol Hardman. And I'm not I'm not doing that. You know, yeah. I'm not thrilled to go get McCole. Uh Chargers Broncos at 425. There's nobody that I would pick up that is either going to be catching balls from Easton Stick or Jarrett Stidham that I'm going to be thrilled to start over. Um the Jamar Chase or you know, in place of Jamar Chase. And then you have Packers Vikings. All those guys are already owned. Um Dontavian Wicks is hurt. Then you have Jaden Reed. He's owned. Uh, Christian Watson, probably not playing. And Romeo Dobbs, definitely already owned. Viking, same thing. Justin Jefferson, owned. Jordan Addison, owned. Um, I think you have to Ted Chandler either, owned. Yeah. yeah you, you have to roll with you're either going to start a zero spot out of, out of Jamar Chase if he doesn't play in the 4 o'clock window, 
or you bite the bullet early and you start Chuba Hubbard, you start anybody, anybody at all uh, off your bench, you start him in, start them in his place. If I haven't heard anything by one o'clock, I'm probably mm-hmm. going the alternate route. I will leave. Let's okay. Let's say he has a great game. Jamar Chase scores 20, 20 points. If Chub, uh, Chuba Hubbard gets me twelve, I'm thrilled. Okay, I left eight points on my bench, but I also saved myself from a zero. You know, if yeah, you lose your yeah. matchup by one, you're going to kick yourself. But you made the right call still, even if you lost points. And that's a good mindset too, because I think like people don't think like who's playing it for. Oh, I'll just pick up a guy and play him. You're right. There's no one out there. So yeah. you have to make a de- decision at that twelve fifty. Hopefully, we hear something tomorrow. I mean, it's still only Friday, so. Uh, but if this is the case, I think you play. You know, a guy that's been halfway decent the last half of the season. Like, it's again, Hubbard isn't a bad play this week in any league. So if that's your backup option. I think that's a pretty decent option. Stuff, yeah, and though. here's um, the one thing that people may not be aware of. I think I mentioned it off um, off air, so to speak, is Chuba Hubbard needs about 200 yards over the next two weeks to hit a contract incentive. I don't know what the incentive is in terms of value, but uh, a 1,000-yard season will, will net him a, a good chunk of change in his pocket. So he's motivated. He plays Jacksonville and Tampa Bay. 100-yard games, each game could get it done. Flip side, David Tepper, owner of the Panthers, cheap motherfucker, uh, he could be telling the coach if you want to, if uh, you know Chuck Tabor wants to be the coach next year, you make sure Miles Sanders gets the ball. So, um, kind of two sides of a different coin there, two sides of the yeah. same coin. Yeah. All right. Well, again, that's the thing. Just look at Chase's thing the last the the next uh, two days. Mm. Uh, Deontay Johnson or or Rahid Shahid? Oh man, I. This is my question. Ooh. Man, so you can take that. Of course, of course, you have Deontay Johnson questions. You guys play or Pittsburgh plays Seattle. Yeah. Well, I so had probably Jalen. Gets... I had Waddle in this league, oh, so yeah. I have to. Okay. Or I pick up Jerry Judy too, but I don't even want to think of that to be honest. Yeah, I think I would go Shahid. Only because I think Deontay Johnson gets blanketed with Tariq Woolen. Even though Woolen's kind of fallen off, they've got some decent corners in Seattle. Um, and it's also still Mason Rudolph at the end of the day. As good as he looked a few throws yeah. last week. Yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in him. I'd rather put my faith in Derek Carr and Rashid Shahid. Um, I think they probably both end in similar similar spots, probably nine points, um, unless one scores a touchdown, then it could jack that up a little bit. But yeah. I think smart money is on Shahid, yeah. That's a tough right. one. That's who I have at this point right now. So nice. All right. Um, CH slash Pacheco. I get, I can't really, I probably shouldn't lump them into the same thing. So Pacheco <laughs> sits, CH starts, um, or Chuba Hubbard. So I think you would say Pacheco over Hubbard if Pacheco plays. So let's say Pacheco does not play. Again, m- m- my question CH or Chuba? I would go. I think I'd go Ceh. No, I wouldn't. I would go Chuba. I'm lying. I would go Chuba. Okay. McBride have a case at all over those guys? Well, you've got um, Kyler Murray still with an illness. Uh, I think he's expected to play, but he's definitely listed as questionable. 
I think McBride definitely garners um, some consideration. I mean, you look at his targets the last six weeks, it's nine, seven, nine, nine, eleven, eight. Um, and he's catching the majority of those targets. He's had multiple games over a hundred yards. He's had almost three quarters. They get those games over 60 yards. He's caught a touchdown in only one of them and still posted double digit points uh, in, in, in numerous of those outings. He also plays Philly, whose defense is reeling. Yep. Um, I think there's a lot to be said in favor of, of Trey McBride on this one. Um, yeah, and normally McBride's starting in almost every league, unless you own George Kittle mm. or Kelsey. I have Travis Kelsey. As much as Kelsey's been bad, I just can't sit him at no, a 10-end spot. But it's it means hard because... Again, I go volume, which I think it would be CH and Chuba on the ground. Like, pro- I mean, Chuba definitely with twenty plus touches. CH as a KC RB is always sexy. I don't care who it is. Like, yeah. you're going to get involved no matter what. Um, guess it's a good problem to have, but it's one of those. No matter what I do, it's probably not going to be the right call. <laughs> right. Like, it's just like you kind of have to spin the wheel on whatever you land on. I don't know. I I I don't think anyone's gonna outproduce the other one like crazy. Like we're thinking like eight to fourteen points. It's yeah, probably likely for these guys. I don't know. Yeah, I think like what we said, Pacheco is is far and away the number one choice. If he plays, you play him. Oh, if he plays, it, there's there's no then c- it's combo at all. Then I think you just go in Chuba and McBride neck and neck with Ceh like what a point behind. And if again. Whichever one scores the touchdown is going to be the right call. Right. And, you know, could Chuba do it against Jacksonville? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, motivated running back, runs hard, should have opportunities. Carolina wants to win games and make their pick worse for Chicago. Like, they're definitely still out there trying. They almost beat Green Bay last week. Um, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I could definitely see Chuba having a 20-point game this week. I could see McBride having a 20-point <laughs> 20 20 point, game this week. Yeah, exactly. I cannot see CEH having a 20-point game this week. Okay, I think that makes it more clear. All right, let's get to your question. My question. Do you sit Austin Eckler for Jonathan Taylor and or Devin Singletary this week? And or. So it's so it's two running back spots and I got three running backs. Okay, okay. Pick pick two out of three, essentially. So, so, I mean, JT's a lock in my mind. Yep. Um, Take him out of there. So it's Ecker Singy. Um, Eckler plays Denver. Singy plays Indy. The worst run defense in the league. Yeah. So on paper, I say Eck. I'm doing the same thing in Antoine. Um, my question before I didn't put Eck in there. I'm playing him. Um, he had a 10 point game last week. The, uh, the offense looked a little better, and he's playing a horrific run defense. So I would go Eck. Um, I mean, he got you the safe 10 points last week, punch one in even better th- than that. But you also have to worry too, like it is week 17. He might right. get the five carries again and, s- you know, see what Spiller has, you know, that's your back for next year. Like X likely yeah. n- not there. So, um, yeah. And I, and I keep flip flopping on that, like probably not there. Okay. Probably not there. 
So that means run him into the ground. What do right. you have to lose? Keep your guy healthy from next year. Give yeah. Eck 30 carries. And you know, know hoping wants to play. So no, yeah, like, hey, right. save me. No, this guy's a baller. He's yeah, he wants to be out there, but it just depends what the coach does. And um yeah, I mean right now it's Eckler for me over Singy. I think it's playoffs. Uh, it's finals, and you need that high ceiling guy over a guy that is like Singy that has been getting seven to eight. If you even if Eck gets four, you're probably not kicking yourself. I don't know. It, it's it, it it's a tough call, but I'm I'm doing um, Eckler. Yeah, I I think you know nine carries against Cleveland last week for Singletary scares me. I wish that we had seen Eckler see more than four. I think he had four targets uh, the week, the week previous with Easton stick. I like, if we could seen him get like eight targets out of the backfield, in addition to the 15 carries, I'd be pretty happy. You know, I'd be, I'd be sitting pretty. Um, I don't know. I've been doing this all week. And then to make matters worse, I guess we can just go into the next question here. I also have to make a decision on Michael Pittman, Nico Collins, Mike Evans and Rasheed Rice. I also have CD Lamb, but he's a, he's a lock in there. So the rest so of them are pick two one. wide receivers and two flexes, and you can also include the Eck JT Singy in 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 that to figure out. I need two wide receivers, two flexes, and one running back. I guess out of that the, all that whole mix of eight guys. Um, or six guys, whatever. I think Evans is a lock. Yeah, I think so too. There. Um, so if I had to rank them, I go Evans. I would go Oh, this is tough. I think Pittman against Houston, like I kind of have to play. I don't know. Well. I I might rank him as the last one. It I that's a they're, thing. They're all top 20 wide receivers. Yeah. So like I would go Evans Rice or Evans Nico Rice Pittman and Nothing saying bad about anyone. These are all awesome starts this week. Yeah. And then Rasheed, I'm like, okay, you only had 8.7 points. They're playing Cincy. Uh, you know, this game could be a grinded out, you know, not the shootout we expect it to be. Casey's offense been a little stagnant. They might not have a healthy running back. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, but how do I say Rasheed Rice? He's wide receiver 28 on the year. He's been killing it for me. Uh, you know, in my flex spot, I pulled him up off my taxi squad this year. I didn't even think he, I was going to play him this season, yep. and he's crushing it. So, uh, it's tough. I, and I think just this is one of those situations where no matter who I pick, I'm going to pick the wrong guy. Yep. I mean, and, I, again, Pittman versus Houston is it's a sexy matchup. Gardner Minshew and him have found connections to or you know with one another yeah, on a pretty I mean, regular basis. Uh, Stingley there has been pretty good this season, though. Yeah, that's that's also. I just go Mike Evans. I mean, mainly because I love him and he's balling out this year. And Baker's been hot. As wait, hold on, I'm out of my mind. He's not even playing Houston. He's playing Las Vegas. Oh well, that changes. I'm a. I, I still rank Evans, Nico, Rice, Pittman, in my mind. Yeah, I think that's fair. And they're all very, very good starts. So I don't. That Raiders defense is a little scarier, actually. Yeah, it's they've been. They yeah, just shut down so Pat Mahomes. Maybe that just means Pittman's the easier sit. Oh man, I traded for this guy. I got play. <laughs> I know it. 
isn't it's the worst when like especially in, like a dash league yeah you're this guy it's like so now i'm gonna sit him yeah fuck like, what <laughs> let's make any sense but that's fantasy man you you played the 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 matchups and that again it, it's a great problem to have but you'll make the the, the wrong choice that's right anyway so i will Oh boy! All right, and then uh, we have one more to round out the questions of the start sits. Uh, Mostert, Hubbard, James Conner, pick one. Uh, Mostert's got a hard matchup, right? He is Baltimore. Oh yeah, that is a hard matchup. So Chuba Hubbard or James Conner, though. He's also questionable with an ankle and a knee injury and only practiced in a limited fashion today. Yeah, but he barely practices anyways. That's true. Um, I'm going Raheem Mostert and sticking to the guy that got me there. Uh, man. James Conner's playing Philly and that run defense is... That's what they're good at is the run D. Um, yeah, so okay. you're banking on James Conner getting a lot of work in the passing game, and they could just be Michael Carter or the other guy there. Um, yeah, for me, it's between uh, Mostert and Hubbard. And we saw the game, CMC is obviously a different animal, but even in a bad game for San Fran against Baltimore, he put up numbers. So I'm gonna think that Mike McDaniel finds a way to work Raheem Mostert in against Baltimore. Yep. And and get him involved one way or another, and and he should be good enough. Um, but then flip side, Hubbard, we've talked about him a million times now. Um, but he's playing the Jags. He's it's an important game for Carolina to continue to win, to continue to tank their pick for for Chicago. Also for the team as a whole, I mean, it, it's tough. Um, I think if I had to pick one gun to my head, highest score of the week out of these three, Raheem Mostert. But I think. Hubbard's close behind and James Conner is not really even um, in, in the conversation with those two. I could not agree more. Yeah, it's, I mean, you wrote him all year. You can pick, oh, it's a tough matchup. But like, I don't know. He's RB2 on the season. You don't set the RB2 yeah. on the season. Yeah. Like, if Kyron played them, would you sit Kyron over these guys? No, absolutely not. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If CMC played them, you didn't sit them last week in your playoff matchup, did you? Yeah. Cool. There yeah. you go. Exactly. All right. Um, the those are hard. Yeah. I mean, those are those are the tough ones, though. Like, that's where you will win your championship matchup, or you won't. It's you know, not even a, a skill based thing. It's sort of getting lucky. It's sort of looking at the stats as much as you can, looking at the matchups, and it just boils down to who scores a touchdown for you. Right, and it goes back to that my Deontay or Shahid. Like Shahid scored last week, but Deontay also scored the four weeks before that straight. Like, right. But again, matchup: who's the quarterback play at yep. that week, given week? So, yeah. All right. Um, to end it out, little long podcast, probably not long, probably an hour ten. Yeah, so uh, stay with us. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> just some sneaky starts. Um, these weren't even start sit questions up top, but a guys that, that we think could, if you're really struggling, um, you know, chase is ru- ruled out tomorrow. You lost Keenan Allen, those kind of guys. I mean, playing a 10 teamer, these guys might be out there. 
Yeah, I would say even say twelve teams for the yeah, last for two. But um, yeah. you can take the first one. You had this one. I think this is a, a fantastic sleeper and possibly league winner. Yeah, definitely. Maybe even a guy who was dropped last week, depending on how short your your league's benches are. Um, Jaden Reed. We've talked about him a lot on the pod this year. Top shelf uh, favorite, definitely. Uh, he's just been consistent as a performer. He's involved in all aspects of the offense. He was out last week, which is why I said he might have been cut. But Jaden Reed's been absolutely dominant when he when he's getting the ball in his hands, which is pretty dang often. And you know, his coaches even wanted to come out and say, "We want the ball in Jaden Reed's hands." So um, you also mix that in with the fact that Christian Watson is doubtful uh so very unlikely to play with that hamstring injury and i think there's plenty of looks to go around um for green bay i think they're and they're playing minnesota if, if no whoever they're playing i'm not sure but whoever they're playing it doesn't matter because reed's put up numbers against every single they are playing minnesota yeah yep. so i would do that with confidence then um even more confidence than than anybody else because minnesota's defense is still very very bad yep uh, i i I love Reed. I love those young receivers there because like they can have them for so many years. Oh he's yeah, gotta hopefully loves the guy before they right. sign these guys and they leave. So, <laughs> um, I'll take mine and you can end with your second one. Uh, Justice Hill, running back for the Baltimore Ravens, I think could be a sneaky start. Uh, seven point two points last week, no touchdowns, but the. That was against San Fran. We know how good San Fran has been. And, of course, Keontae, Keontae Mitchell is out for the season. And it's Gus Edwards now, Justice Hill. That's it. Edwards, of course, is the goal line guy. So, you know, he'll always get those touchdowns anyways. Or it's a little more Jackson. But against Miami, I could see a similar game script, too. Um Probably maybe be even down. Like they're crushing San Fran, so Gus got a lot more work. So if they're playing Miami, and you know Miami wants to win, they're right there for the first round bye. It could be a pretty good game, pretty close game. And I mean Hill's a guy in the passing game. He only had three targets last week, but they were up the entire game. So um, it's a seven point two last week. If he does the same thing in your second flex spot, great. If he breaks one for a touchdown and gets you like 14-16, you are doing jumping jacks and shotgunning beers because <laughs> yeah, he's going to, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I won't do it, but I'm saying it could happen. Yeah, I mean, he looks like the far faster of the two like when you see him at the ball in space justice hill looks explosive to use a very cliche term but he just looks fast on the field and we've known that he is a speed guy for for years now but compared to gus edwards who's more of that between the tackles plotter um i I definitely like what justice hill brings to the table um one last guy sneaky start i don't know how sneaky it is i don't even know if it's a smart start but i like what he could do khalil shakir is another desperation guy if you just run out of players maybe you're dealing with a lot of injuries whatever it might be somebody in your flex position plays the patriots patriots have a decent defense but if they do decide to focus a lot of extra attention to stefan diggs and shut him down that should free up one of two guys gabe davis and khalil or khalil shakir 
if Gabe Davis has a down week, which he's been known to do when it really matters, Khalil Shakir should be the guy who is the beneficiary of all of Josh Allen's looks. They had a good rapport going for a few weeks in a row, a little bit of a dip last week, but I think that they're on the same page more often than not. I think uh, Allen looks his way in in the red zone and in really all over the field. So Khalil Shakir would be one guy that I would definitely look look to for. Uh, I don't know if I really needed like a depth a depth play this week. All right. Um, and you're in two, two finals. I'm also in two finals. We barely missed top shelf. Yeah, dude. Um, barely if made it last week. You would have fucking crushed it. Yeah, made the finals. Right. But um, top shelf we get JT, a former winner of the Kenny Galladay jersey. So we kind of hope he wins. <laughs> so he gets a good one. And then we have the winner of last year's girlfriend in the finals. Oh shit. Yep. So um even in the family. Exactly. Yeah. The, this incest family uh, <laughs> over here. I won't get into that. It, it's 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 legal. It's um, legal. I did a lot of research. No <laughs> no incest stuff. Um but if she wins, now they have that jersey plus Ken Walker jersey signed in their uh, uh um they actually live in um rally. Oh, oh, North Carolina. Yeah, so, so I was like, and she was here last week. I'm like, damn, like, the person that has a jersey is actually <laughs> in your town right now. Like, it would have been <laughs> yeah. perfect if you just brought it down there, but. Literally. Yeah. All right. Um. All right, Dows, best of luck to you. Same to you, Scott. Finals. I hope I win. Um, yeah, we are fantasy gods, so it'll probably be all right. Yeah, of course. Uh, Antoine Walker videos out there. I'll share it on some reels, some Facebook thing. Yeah, I'm like 32 minutes through it. It's fucking long, man. Yeah, well, the first it is. the first 25 is like everyone's interview, then it's me and Tully at the end, so you can skip through that part. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, 50, 50 minutes? Like, what the fuck? But everyone sent like long videos, which is great. Yeah, like, it was good. Good, good yeah. engagement for a dead league, you know? Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Um, <laughs> all right, so Dows, take us out. As always, Shelfies, we appreciate you listening. Follow us on all of our social media, Top Shelf FNTSY, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, we're on it. Uh, look at TopShelfFantasy.com. Um, that's really it. I mean, we're about to wrap up another great season with you, Shelfies. We'll have end-of-year wrap-up, probably another power hour coming your way to give you end-of-year rankings, the good stuff, what you guys are all ready to listen to. Me, Scotty, Tom, Craig, hopefully all getting drunk to sick tunes on a podcast um as always stay fluid stay loose top shelf fantasy stay fluid stay